0: Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 287 of our journey. Mark 12 relates another sequence of conversations with the religious leaders of his day. Jesus begins with a parable speaking against the leaders for rejecting God's prophets and now rejecting God's Son. Then the leaders ask him three different questions to trap him, but each time he is able to turn the tables and show their lack of knowledge and understanding. After this, Jesus highlights the stark contrast between the experts in the law who seek to be noticed for their religious acts and a poor widow who meekly gives everything that she has in worship. Then in Mark 13 Jesus tells his disciples about the signs of the end of the age. He speaks of wars and earthquakes and famines, but these are just the beginnings of the end. The disciples will be persecuted throughout this age, but the final sign will be when the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple. Then the end is very near. The Son of Man will return He ends his words with a call to be watchful and ready for the return. Join me in Mark 12 through 13 and wait patiently for the return of the Son of Man. Mark 12. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, he put a fence around it, dug a pit for its winepress, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenant farmers and went on a journey. At harvest time, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his portion of the crop. But those tenants seized his slave, beat him, and sent him away empty-handed. So he sent another slave to them again. This one they struck on the head and treated outrageously. He sent another, and that one they killed. This happened to many others some of whom were beaten, others killed. He had one left, his one dear son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw his body out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Now they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd, because they realized that he told his parable against them. So they left him and went away. Then they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to trap him with his own words. When they came, they said to him, Teacher, we know that you are truthful and do not court anyone's favor, because you show no partiality but teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But he saw through their hypocrisy and said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. So they brought one, and he said to them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. Then Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they were utterly amazed at him. Sadducees who say there is no resurrection, also came to him and asked him, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, that man must marry the widow and father children for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first one married, and when he died he had no children. The second married her, and died without any children, and likewise the third. None of the seven had children. Finally, the woman died too. In the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For all seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Aren't you deceived for this reason? Because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now, as for the dead being raised... Have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God said to him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. Now one of the experts in the law came and heard them debating. When he saw that Jesus answered them well, he asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The expert in the law said to him, That is true, teacher. You are right to say that he is one, and there is no one else besides him. And to love him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered thoughtfully, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Then no one dared any longer to question him. While Jesus was teaching in the temple courts, he said, How is it that the experts in the law say that Christ is David's son? David himself, by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David himself calls him Lord, how can he be his son? And the large crowd was listening to him with delight. In his teaching, Jesus also said, Watch out for the experts in the law. They like walking around in long robes and elaborate greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' property and as a show make long prayers. These men will receive a more severe punishment. Then he sat down opposite the offering box and watched the crowd putting coins into it. Many rich people were throwing in large amounts. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins worth less than a penny. He called his disciples and said to them, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the offering box than all the others, for they all gave out of their wealth. But she... Out of her poverty, put in what she had to live on, everything she had. Mark 13. Now, as Jesus was going out of the temple courts, one of his disciples said to him, "'Teacher, look at these tremendous stones and buildings.' Jesus said to him, "'Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left on another.' All will be torn down. So while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that all these things are about to take place? Jesus began to say to them, Watch out that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he and they will mislead many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. These things must happen, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise up in arms against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines. These are but the beginning of birth pains. You must watch out for yourselves. You will be handed over to councils, and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me, as a witness to them. First, the gospel must be preached to all nations. When they arrest you and hand you over for trial, do not worry about what to speak, but say whatever is given you at that time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will hand over brother to death, and a father his child, Children will rise against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not come down or go inside to take anything out of his house. The one in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing their babies in those days. Pray that it may not be in winter, for in those days there will be suffering unlike anything that has happened from the beginning of the creation that God created until now or ever will happen. And if the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would be saved. But because of the elect, Whom he chose, he has cut them short. Then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or, Look, there he is, do not believe him, for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the elect. Be careful, I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, after that suffering, The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then everyone will see the Son of Man arriving in the clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send angels, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Learn this parable from the fig tree. Whenever its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also you, when you see these things happening, know that he is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But as for that day or hour, no one knows it, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, except the Father. Watch out, stay alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey. He left his house and put his slaves in charge, assigning to each his work, and commanded the doorkeeper to stay alert. Stay alert, then because you do not know when the owner of the house will return, whether during evening, at midnight, when the rooster crows, or at dawn, or else he might find you asleep when he returns suddenly. What I say to you, I say to everyone, stay alert. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture@gmail.com. at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible, knowing And ultimately, being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.